Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Anthony Slater, our Warriors insider here on Willard and Dibs. Like, it just, it, like, all you got to do is say yes or no. Is this one of those years where there's just a lot going on behind the scenes? Yes, but I wouldn't necessarily say that's too abnormal in the league. I mean, the Durant final season <laughs> with the Warriors, the Durant final season I covered in Oklahoma City, there was some stuff. Uh, so, yes to your question, but I don't think that it's, like, too different. I guess the big question that we all have had, Mark and I and the guys behind the glass and the fans, is there a divide between the veterans wanting to go for a championship and the young players' ability to come in and actually help them win a chip this year? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it goes back to a couple years ago. Uh, Remember they had the Kelly Oubre season where Wiseman was in and out of the starting lineup. He was a rookie. Uh, They had Alan Smiley-Gee, Cherik Pascal, you know, various younger guys, and then uh, I don't know if you guys remember the exit interviews that season. They had lost the play-in to Memphis, didn't make the playoffs, and all Steph and even Bob Myers would, came to the podium and said, veterans, got to add veterans. Um, you win with veterans. That's how you win. They did add veterans uh, last season and hit on them, which was the big deal. You know, you get Gary Payton at the minimum. You get Otto Porter at the minimum. And the interesting part about the Payton one is the veterans wanted Avery Bradley because he was proven. They went with Payton, and, and the front office won that little mini battle i guess you would say but it worked they won the title they pivoted more young uh this year with a belief and uh if we all go back to the summer i was part of that belief i think even some of the veterans and the coaches were part of the belief that moody was ready wiseman could fill a a backup center role kaminga was ready uh and then they went three and seven and i do think that the early pivot point of the season was when they were three and seven the urgency ramped up, and they didn't expect urgency 10 games in the regular season. They expected a much longer runway to, to give James Wiseman, to give Kaminga, to give Moody more of a, a growing ground. And then by the time they're 3-7, and seven, they freaked out like, hey, we're getting behind in the standings, and suddenly it's Anthony Lamb is in, Ty Jerome is in. And, and that's where I think the season really turned into what it's become, which has kind of been a roller coaster ride to now. No doubt about it. Anthony Slater with us here, Willard and Tibbs, 95 7 the game. Anthony, Dante DiVincenzo, like he's got to opt out, right? And, and is there a way for the Warriors to get involved 
in bidding for him if it does play out that way? Well, it's difficult because, uh, you know, and I don't have my CBA sheet in front of me right now, but, I, you know, they don't have his bird rights, non-bird free agent, so you can't just pay him whatever, you know, like, like you could if uh, somebody you've had for several years goes into free agency. Uh, so I believe it's, you know, the, the most they can give him is, like, uh, you know, the, the average salary in the league, which I think is up towards, like, $10 million or, like, 120% of his current salary, like a raise of 20%, essentially. Uh, and he's at four point something. So, you know, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to do the quick math here, but we're talking, you know, six, seven-ish million. So to me, it just, it just depends on what, what type of offer he gets. You know, if somebody really wants to come in and, and give DiVincenzo, you know, 14 million a year or something like that for, for four years because they think he's a really good young piece to grow for the future, that's just going to, not only for tax reasons, but just for CBA reasons, be very hard for the Warriors to match. Um, so, he may have played himself out of their price range, but we'll see because the market, you know, he thought he was going to get a, a really nice deal from Sacramento last off season. And then Sacramento gets hurt or they get Kevin or Malik Monk and, and they just kind of punt him away. That's how the Warriors got him in the first place. So I, you just never know how free agency is going to go, but he's been really good to the point. If I am another team, I probably do give him a decent amount of change. Yeah, he's been incredible for a team that's been uh, shorthanded. One more contract question, and it's in terms of Clay Thompson. If they wanted to extend Clay Thompson, they can't take next year's amount and rework that into a longer-term deal, right? So a little bit like they did with Wiggins, you could you could get, um, give him an extension that's at a lower number, right? Wiggins is making 30 one thirty-three, something like that, and then next year he goes down to like, I don't know, what is it, twenty-four? I'd have to again. Yeah, I, I wish like I that. had my yeah. my sheet in front of me today, but um, so Clay, you can you can extend him at a lower number, but you can't change next season's number, which is the big problem, right? He's going to make the forty-something next season, and and by the way, and, and I understand this from Clay's perspective, he's not he even if it was legal to give him a decrease next season he's not taking it right he's guaranteed that amount of money he's going to uh, uh, you know willingly take it so uh, the tax bill problem while it can be uh, I guess alleviated beyond with Clay Thompson taking a, a, a pay cut it can't be alleviated next season Anthony, while we're on Clay, uh, this is an uncomfortable question for me to ask because I'm I'm, I'm not a doctor, and I, I certainly love what this guy has done in his career and especially recently. But when I watch him do what he did uh, over the last four nights and play three times, it just begs the question to me of why why could he not get in there for more games sooner? Rick Celebrini is extremely careful with the way he ramps these guys up. And, you know, he frustrates the, you know, the players at times. It certainly frustrated Clay. I remember in his first rehab, the tedious nature of it. Um, but then he tore his Achilles partly because, you know, and he's admitted this, that he played pickup basketball when he was a little heavier than he should have. And, and, and that led to the second disaster injury. So he's bought into the more careful approach. Part of that more careful approach is, you know, Clay Thompson probably came back last season a month later than he should have, right? You know, like he was playing scrimmage five-on-five full-throttle basketball in like, I think it was like early December last year. He didn't come back till like mid-January. Um, and, you know, so, but but he has, like I said, bought into whatever Rick Celebrini says. And part of that is just you're not playing back-to-backs for 
basically, what was it, like a year uh, after his comeback and finally gave the, the green light right before the trade deadline. So to answer your question, like, sure, physically, like, and there were times Clay Thompson pushed for and wanted to play in the second night of a back-to-back, but Rick Celebrini would say, let's still hold off on it. And, and Clay Thompson agreed to it because his belief is like a lot of Rick Celebrini's careful tactics have got him back to the point where he looks probably better than we all thought he ever would, uh, you know, come off those two injuries. Yeah, coming off two of his best months of his career. And in terms of the conservative nature of Rick Celebrini, Steph Curry, when can we expect him to reemerge and be back on the floor? And any update on Andrew Wiggins and his situation? Yeah, starting with Curry, you know, I did see him on the practice court yesterday pregame uh, going through what seemed like a you know pretty normal speed full-speed uh, individual workout. Again, he's not, you know, taking contact, which is a big step. Maybe when they re- put a re- official reevaluation out on him Wednesday, a lot of times it'll come with, like, he's now being reintegrated back into to, to full-team practice. So um, it's, it's coming with Steph. He's getting closer, but you know, I still probably wouldn't expect to see him this week. Um, and as far as Wiggins, this is about as private as um, I've ever seen an organization like hold something that's going on with somebody's personal life, which is you know very fair by them. It's it's you know all we've been told pretty much is that it's a family issue he's dealing with. Um, there are people within the organization I'd say that you guys might expect to know what's going on. Not even they do. You know, I've had people come up to me and like you know wondering if I know more than than they do, and I don't because it's just. You know, it's just being held in a in a very tight circle in private, and it's something that you know, even as a journalist, that it can be tough at times. But you kind of got to allow privacy when, when people really want it when it comes to a family issue. So I, I mean, zero sense, and I, I don't want to be you know crass with that 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 answer. Like we're we're certainly hoping for the best for the whole situation, but for fans that are hoping to see him again soon, I mean, is this is this something that's going to potentially go for a while? Yeah, I don't know. So initially, uh, he missed right the game right before the break. He played, I think it was February 13th at home. He's not going to the game the 14th. He was ruled out very early, didn't make the trip to L.A. And that night, Steve Kerr says, you know, he's dealing with you know something privately, and we expect to have him right out of the break then. To, uh, you know, it seemed to be the surprise of, of, of them. You know, it, it, it lasted longer. And then from, from what I've gathered, uh, and this would have been, you know, whatever. It was a Thursday game they played coming out of the break. Just talking to people then, it was like, don't necessarily expect him back soon. There's no timeline. Again, there's there's not many details being delivered, but it's just like he's dealing with something, and he's going to tell us when he's coming back. Wow. So, uh, that's, I, you know, again, we, I could go to the facility tomorrow, and he could be there, and I, I, I wouldn't be too surprised, but also this could linger for however long, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised by that either. I, I really don't know. Uh, Anthony Slater with us here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, hey, Anthony, what is going on with Bob Myers? What's happening here? Uh, I mean, he's in the last year of his deal, uh, and he's contemplating his future. And I think uh, organizationally, extending beyond Bob Myers, a lot of people are wondering what the future looks like, and that may be dependent on how the end of the season goes, how everybody's personal feelings are. You know, I mean, you guys know if you – you flame out in the play-in and, and heading to the off-season with sour feelings on where this thing might be going at every level of the organization. That oftentimes, and this isn't just with the Warriors, it's all sports. That oftentimes leads to more of a split-up than if they make us, you know, a surprising run late in the season and everyone comes back healthy and they go to the West Finals, they push for the NBA Finals. Maybe there's more of a, a kumbaya. There's more money flowing through the organization because of the playoff gate that they rely on in a lot of ways to pay this tax bill. So. I think so much, and this includes Bob Myers, depends on what happens 
moving forward. And then there will be a reassessment period right after the year. And yeah, sure, Bob Myers might be gone. But at this point, from, from what I've gathered, Bob Myers doesn't even know for sure either way. Is there a domino effect here in terms of Draymond Green opt-in, opt-out, and even Steve Kerr and his future based on the way the Bob Myers thing goes? Yeah, sure, because I think Bob Myers' future will signal, you know, what the future for the organization might be. And, uh, you know, yeah, sure, that might uh, bump into Draymond Green's future. Steve Kerr has another year on his contract, which is uh, through next season. Um, And, yeah, I I mean, I think everything will have a domino effect all the way up in to Steph Curry, who, you know, still does have a few more years. But um, this is a transit. It feels like a transitional phase around the Warriors. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that materializes. And again, like, I do think these next few months matter because, you know, maybe this situation would have been sped up if they had a disappointing season last season, but they rattle off and win the title. And then it's like, got to stay together if you're doing that. Yep. Yep. That's definitely uh, the feel. Hey, Anthony, great to have you today, man. Thanks so much for doing it. All right, fellas. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.